This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk, the whole edition with Omnia Al Saleh and Hani Balkis on Pulse 95. Ramadan Kareem, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that is happening in the tech world is being discussed right here on Pulse95. Usually, I am joined by my co-host, Hani Balqis, but he is not feeling his best, so we are sending him all of our love and prayers. But to keep you entertained during your quarantine period, I'm going to be giving you the latest updates on what is happening with Apple because their new iOS text bug that is impacting our messages app could crash our iPhones just from receiving one notification. What is that all about? We're going to be telling you all the latest on this story. But around the world, Apple and Google are discussing privacy fears around their contact tracing application. We've been seeing a lot of tech giants go ahead and try to fight COVID-19 by creating different apps that would trace down who came into contact with who. So anyone who has contracted the virus would be able to find out exactly who should be home quarantining. But could that be impacting how secure and private our phones have become? We're going to be telling you the latest on that. In the UAE, universities are teaming up to try and find new innovations to fight this pandemic. One of them being the New York University right here in Abu Dhabi, the capital of the UAE. And we had a chance to speak to the team members of the winning group at their annual international hackathon for social good in the Arab world. This year, more than 170 programmers were actually joining this event virtually from different parts around the world to try and find an innovation that could help scientists and healthcare professionals fight off COVID-19. We're going to be speaking to the winning team and finding out about what their innovation is. But in our apps all around segment, you better believe we're also going to be fighting COVID-19 ourselves. But that's not going to be through robots or AI. It's all becoming possible through one application that has been launched right here in the UAE. And if we're talking about lockdown and quarantine, it definitely has caused us to become very, very creative to try and keep ourselves entertained. But one Italian boy decided to create a coronavirus video game to keep himself entertained. To find out about all these stories and more, make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk. Only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world in the UAE and around the world. Could a single text message become the new way to hack our iPhones? Well, sadly, this has become the new reality uh, in this day and age because a newly discovered bug can crash your Apple iPhone or iPad for simply receiving a text notification. I know what you're all wondering, what is inside that text? Well, this bug typically occurs when uh, one iPhone or iPad user receives a string of text written using Cindy characters. Now, 
Sindhi language is actually uh, one that is spoken in a certain province in Pakistan called Sindhi, but it's also spoken in India as well. This type of bug is commonly referred to as a text bomb, and the reason is very fitting because usually the hacker that uses such a text bomb is trying to prank, bully, or troll their targets. The text bomb first originated in a Telegram group but quickly went viral on Twitter. Um, Twitter users soon discovered that the bug that typically had only Cindy characters also sometimes included an Italian flag, but neither the Italian flag nor the Cindy characters are necessary for this hack to happen. Text bombs are not new. There have been a number of cases over the past few years where a random string of text caused a mobile device to malfunction. Even though most text bombs typically spread through text messages in the Messages app on our iPhones, this one is a little bit different. If you receive any notification, any messages with the Cindy text string, whether it is on the Messages app, whether it's on WhatsApp, or even on your social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any of you, those messaging apps will cause your iPhone to crash. The biggest problem, however, with these types of bugs is that there's not much that you can do to stop them. Apart from completely turning off all of your notifications for both your messages and your social media apps on your device, there's very little that you can do. And this issue is affecting devices that are actually using Apple's latest mobile OS version, which is the iOS 13.4.1. However, uh, there have been many websites that have pointed out that the bug appears to be fixed in the iOS 13.4.5 beta. Now you have to be a registered beta user for you to get access to this uh, update, which honey actually is, I am not. Um, but you know, beta versions are usually the new version of iOS that is still being tested to make sure that it's safe for everyone to use. The problem for now though, is that the iOS fix is still in beta, which means that you'll have to wait for an official rollout unless you're willing to take the risk. We're gonna keep you up to date with all that arises with Apple. They're definitely having to up their security measures. We've talked about one hacking method that has caused a lot of controversy over the past few days with their mails application. A lot of people have had their iPhones and iPads crash or being hacked into simply when they're receiving an empty email on their mails app. But what is Apple and Google doing nowadays to fight all these fears? Apple and Google have teamed up to actually create uh, tracing applications for COVID-19, apps that would allow you to find out who you've come into contact to and if the people you've come into contact to, even if it was at a grocery store, contracted COVID-19, you could be notified to make sure that you're home quarantining. Even though this is a great initiative, a lot of people have been worried about privacy and security issues. For these applications to work, they're, they're gonna be relying on a lot of your personal information. And many cybersecurity researchers have been questioning the contact tracing technology. Would using Bluetooth expose a lot of our information? Would it allow attackers to access uh, our Bluetooth and you know read all of our Bluetooth communications? Apple and Google are responding to all of our worries and they are saying that all of this data that is being communicated through 
Bluetooth is completely encrypted. So what we mean by encryption is, imagine it like it's a secret language. So you would send out a certain message to your friend using a secret language that only you and that friend could understand. So let's turn it around and ap apply it on technology. Only your phone and the person receiving uh, the notification on Bluetooth's phone would be able to understand the message. So by encrypting the data, it's making it a lot more difficult for someone to try and use it to identify the person. Both Google and Apple have been saying that the exposure notification Bluetooth specification does not actually uh, include or use any location to detect proximity. So your information as of where you live, where you are, is not being used or identified on the application, only that you have been in close contact with person X or with person Y. So it's just simply trying to make sure that whoever you come into contact with has a certain ID on your phone and vice versa. Now, this proximity identifier is typically being used to try and control the spread of COVID-19. So if diagnosed with COVID-19, as a user, you have to provide consent to share all of those diagnosis key with the server. So you'll actually have transparency into participating in such an application. But on the other hand, it definitely does help authorities find out who has come into contact with who. Among the technical changes that were proposed by both Apple and Google to the system, it can now share the strength and duration of a Bluetooth signal so that the apps can make a better judgment of who someone has been in contact with. To create even stronger privacy protections, Apple and Google are even making more changes. So they're going to create even a tighter security measure so that whenever the app asks for exposure time, this time is recorded in five minutes inter intervals. And uh, the maximum exposure time was reported at 30 minutes. So it can't really read your location for more than five minutes at a time, which means it is not really keeping it within the system. Um, these applications have been very widespread around the world. And even right here in the UAE, one of them is Trace COVID, an app that has become very very popular. I have it on my phone. Many people I know have downloaded it simply because it helps provide a lot of relief to me as a user and to those around me. Let's say you're out there in a grocery store and you came into close contact, maybe by mistake without knowing, with someone in front of you at the line in the cashier. How would you know if that person had COVID-19 and you know they didn't even know? Well, the minute that person becomes diagnosed with coronavirus, God forbid, authorities would be able to track down that your Bluetooth or your phone was near this person and to inform you that you need to self-quarantine. Even though such information might seem to all of us that our locations are being shared with authorities, with other people, both Apple and Google and all the other applications that use such information have definitely uh, emphasized on the fact that they're not sharing our identities with other users, simply sharing the location location proximity with the authorities. We're going to keep you up to date with all that arises with Apple and Google right here in the UAE. But coming up, we're going to be talking about what a university right here in the UAE has been doing alongside its students to help create inventions that fight off COVID-19. So make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse95. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Pulse 95. Future Talk.
The Home Edition with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Yes, you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. On the show, we're constantly talking about the role of artificial intelligence. While many people tend to think that AI is going to come and take over our jobs and replace our role in society, with the COVID-19 pandemic, the role of AI has definitely been writing a whole other story, um, simply because we are heavily relying on it, whether it, when it comes on detecting the disease or even when it comes to making sure that we can stay home while AI, whether it was in the form of robotics or uh, applications, is taking over uh, the role that it should be doing. What one interesting application of how artificial intelligence is being used in the fight against COVID-19 is a website uh, that was created by a group of students uh, from NYU Abu Dhabi along with other students joining them from different universities in the very first virtual hackathon uh, to, have, to have ever existed uh, with NYU University where a new website was born. So this website is actually connecting medical workers with hospitals that are currently facing a lot of staff shortages. Um, Health Hero Match is the name of the website and we have with us on the line two of the many creators of this website, uh, Monica Chang and Mati Hekfuz, who are also members or one of them is actually members of NYU uh, Abu Dhabi and the other is joining us all the way from Boston. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having Hello. us. Yes, thank you. This is all very exciting. Um, I think everyone is excited to know about your invention. So can you tell us a little bit about the Health Hero Match website and how does it work? All right, so the site itself is a double-sided platform, which means we're catering to two groups of users. We're catering mm-hmm. to hospitals and to doctors. Mm-hmm. Hospitals can post their current requests as to what sort of medical personnel they need. And doctors can browse that list and uh, be matched with hospitals. They can be contacted by the hospitals and work that uh, to fulfill their request, uh, which means that you know we're decreasing the load on people who already are at that hospital by that much. Mm-hmm. And we've definitely seen how at this time and place that we're in, uh, even doctors or residents that have not necessarily been very well equipped with how to deal with such an emergent situation are also being called in uh, to help out with the fight against COVID-19. But one interesting aspect about the website is it can also inform hospitals about when they're going to need more staff before they need them. So can you tell us a little bit, Monica, about this feature? Um, It kind of sounds like something out of a science science fiction book, but it is real life that we're talking about. Yeah, so we had our backend team um, work on this. Um, so pretty much what we wanted to do was be able to kind of help hospitals know that, hey, like your area is experiencing a peak. Um, so I think the, really the benefit of having something like this is that it allows more people to be aware of not just like their own areas but other you know surrounding places and in terms of for the user like it's really important for them when they're picking kind of where they want to relocate to to know that hey i'm actually working in an area that really needs help right now so it's definitely one thing that we really wanted to consider and it was like a huge design challenge Mm -hmm. 
Um, and what about the matching speed? So how long does it take for the website to match, let's say, a health practitioner to a hospital? I think, I think that uh, will depend on, obviously, how many people sign up for the service and use the service. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, because it is entirely reliant on the people it caters to. Uh, it can only be as strong as how many people are using it. Mm-hmm. And do you see the future of it being implemented right here in the UAE? I think absolutely. Just to add another note, so you mentioned how, yes, one of the big features of this pandemic has been that you know countries and governments have been calling in uh, everyone who has anything to do with healthcare to help with the crisis, you know, retired doctors, medical students. Mm-hmm. And while that is obviously a measure that probably has to be done in times like this, uh, it's also it also has a bunch of risks, right? Like risk of drawing people away from their special fields, bringing mm-hmm. people who are not prepared to deal with a pandemic like this. Uh, and we obviously can't conjure, you know, ready doctors out of thin air. So one of the one of the wells that the idea for Health Hero Match sprung from was this, that uh, instead of trying to create new resources, we should be using the resources we have better. And that's what it's for. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, it's it's quite phenomenal to see how, uh, especially with the, f- I love the feature where it can actually predict the future peak, which I think is a feature that a lot of countries are even aspiring for looking at when, what weeks is the virus going to peak in so that they can be as prepared as they could possibly be. Um, but another question that comes to mind is the reason behind it all. You know, they say necessity is the mother of all invention. Was there any reason why you decided to go for a website like this instead of, let's say, creating a robot that could help out doctors or any other invention? Um, I think when we were looking, because the whole kind of hackathon comes we, we were given a concept um, and we pretty much have to find like some sort of solution. So our kind of niche area was healthcare. Um, so for us, what we really wanted to do was focus on an area that we saw being very prevalent. Um, and I think in the news, just all around the world, this is a constant issue. Um, mm-hmm. So I think as a like a designer I think we were really focused on just how do we make something like this how do we break down such a huge problem and make it tangible and be able to like implement it in society today I think that was like the biggest kind of um, hurdle that we had to like figure out Mm -hmm. Um, so definitely I think having a website like this it's more on the realistic side and you know when we think about can it be implemented today we could say yes it it really can be definitely i mean the most important part of uh, i think or the shared aspect of all the technology that is being implemented today when through the fight of COVID-19 is how fast can people adopt it with online learning it's like the whole world got a crash course in how to uh, actually go ahead forth with it whether it was teachers or students or even parents it was a huge learning curve so uh, my question is what is the next step for health hero match Uh, when can we actually see it become adopted by different hospitals right here in the uae so i think i think there's two steps two big steps uh for our future plan first is absolutely uh, uh absolutely bettering the product uh bettering the platform you know, uh, hackathons being as they are, they're a, a weekend affair. We had three days to put together everything from scratch. 
So, you know, obviously, if if this is uh, viable for the real world, which we think it absolutely is, we need to, we're going to need to spend more time polishing it. You know, bettering the algorithms, bettering the databases, uh, making it actually fit and scalable for the real world. And the other step is uh, looking for and finding interested parties, because uh, as you know, as I mentioned before, it's it, it can only ever be as strong as the people using it. So that's the other yeah. step. Yeah, definitely. And uh, looking at this hackathon, it was definitely one that was done from start to finish completely virtual so you guys met all of your partners uh, online so you didn't know them before and you worked on it uh, all completely virtual so can you tell us a little bit about this experience and were there any challenges that you faced well there were definitely lots of challenges (laughs) Um, but honestly I think we all kind of adapted um, and I think that's like the most amazing part was that I, at least for me, I came in kind of not really expecting that much and just like using it as a learning experience. But what I kind of learned through the whole process was like anything can be done if we all have like a common goal. So we had people working around the clock from all parts of the world um, and, you know, just kind of checking in once in a while and being mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm working on this. Um, And I think like for us, at least, we really kind of found we we meshed really well. So it felt like we actually have like worked with each other before. Um, (laughs) So it made the process like that much easier, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like Monica says, I was actually pretty surprised at how well and how quickly we came together. You know, in hackathons, that's a very important thing to be able to mesh with one another and gel the team together and just just get get to work. And I think we did that very well. As for challenge, I think uh, probably the biggest one was, you know, as with all international affairs time zones, at least for me, uh, it was, it was, it took some time getting used to the fact that, like Monica said, uh, you know, I, I go to bed after working on it for some time and I wake up in the morning and uh, you know, so much has been added by people with <laughs> on different time zones who have who were awake during that time while I was asleep. Uh, and I have to catch up, all, catch back up all over again and see, okay, what changed? Where should I continue? What can I do? But in the end, it worked out really well. It's like the project never really went to sleep. You you could rest for a bit, but someone else in another part of the world exactly. was picking up. Exactly. Um, it's definitely impressive to see uh, how many innovate, innovative applications were actually created in such a short amount of time. And it was all being done virtually online. And it definitely goes to show how accessible and how implement how we can actually implement uh, learning online, distance learning uh, all around the UAE and around the world, even after COVID-19 is over. Uh, thank you so much, Mati and Monica, for joining me today. Uh, and I wish you the very best with your hero innovative project, the Health Hero Match. Thank, thank you. you very much. To all of our listeners, we're going to be taking a short break. But once we're back, we're going to be jumping right into our Tech This Out segment. So make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse95. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Tech This Out. Tech This Out. Pulse95. 
Before Corona quarantine started, every parent was very diligent about filling their children's agenda from extracurricular activities to things to do with their friends or even things to do at home. New toys were always being bought. New activities were always in mind simply because they didn't want their children to be bored. Ever since quarantine started, parents have started to realize how good it is for a child to be bored because there's nothing that spurs and activates a child's creativity more than being bored. It gives them time to entertain themselves. And this is exactly why we're going to be talking about what an Italian boy did during his boredom time in this COVID-19 quarantine because lockdown actually inspired him to create a coronavirus video game. He took some online tutorials about programming and set his work on building this game that is called Serba 20. While most nine years old have been battling during lockdown with homeschooling, with struggling with boredom, a child named Lupo Datori was actually creating a war on COVID-19 itself virtually. Now, he is actually in fourth grade and from the outskirts of Milan in Italy. Uh, they have been living in lockdown since March 8, and he actually used his time to create a video game to play with his friends. But it's not any video game. It's a video game where he was killing COVID-19 virtually. He had to stop all the sports and all the different extracurricular activities that he was previously enrolled with simply because of the lockdown. He couldn't go swimming, he couldn't go skiing, he couldn't practice swimming, he couldn't go on his karate uh, exercises. He had to do everything uh, that he was previously doing at home, which caused him to turn his attention to programming, a passion that he shared with his father, Marco, who works as a business manager. He decided to take some online tutorials and go ahead and create the new game, Serba 20. The aim of this game is a fairly typical one, seek and destroy with lasers, except in this case, the player is the captain's chair of the Serba 20 spacecraft and the enemy is you're right, you guessed it right, COVID-19. So Lupo was actually explaining that he used to play with his friends and that he now intends to set up a project to teach them how to program. So not only did he learn programming from scratch himself, but he's also planning to teach his friends how to program too. He typically receives requests from his teachers to program something useful, not just games. Many parents with children who have been, you know, gorging themselves on video games during lockdown might be concerned by Lupo's new interest. However, his mother, a lawyer, is dismissing all these anxieties. She's not worried because her son is not a nerd. He is actually very happy with his son because he's passionate about something that he can help him with. The fact that he invented a game that has gone viral makes him very happy because it motivates him to do even more. And this, I believe, is the bright side about lockdown. It's very hard to entertain your children at home, but them being bored actually causes them to create their own interests, to find out their passions. And with video games, it's definitely very concerning to many parents. Increased screen time causes them. How beneficial is this time being spent online? But if we could spark such interests, if we could get our children to learn a bit more about coding, learn a bit more about programming, this might just cause them to become a lot more creative while playing their video games. And who knows, they might just become the new Lupo. 
Jackson on at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram. Let me know what have your children been up to during this quarantine period? Have they become more interested in tech or have you become more tech savvy to try and catch up with them? Speaking of discovering our talents, if you're trying to rediscover your talents and passion at home, Pulse95 is actually uh, creating a challenge for all of us with a chance to win some cash. So the cash prize is actually 1,500 dirhams. Yes, it's real cash. And it's the hashtag the 1,500 challenge. All you have to do is post a funny or creative video of you at home. This could be you singing, you playing an instrument, your kids having some fun, your pet, your newest dish. This would be mine because I have definitely gotten a lot more into cooking and baking lately. Uh, Your boredom reaching new levels. It could be any creative video that could come to your mind. And all you have to do is tag us on your timeline or Insta story. Show us how you're spending your time at home. All the winners are going to be shortlisted and they're going to be undergoing public voting on Thursday, the 30th of April. Now, you also need to make sure that you are following us on at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram. Make sure that your account is public so we can get a chance to see your posts. You can submit more than one video if you want to have a higher chance at winning that cash. And all the final winners will be announced on Thursday, April 30th, all the way till Saturday midnight. So that would be the 2nd of May. The winner is going to be contacted by DM for the money to be transferred. So be sure to look out for us and we will be more than happy to make this quarantine a little bit more fun, a little bit more entertaining and give you a chance to win some cash. Coming up, we're going to be telling you all about a new application right here in the UAE that is helping all of us fight COVID-19. So keep Pulse 90 Five locks, and we'll be right back. This is Pulse ninety five. Pulse ninety five. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Fighting COVID-19 through an application on our phone sounds simple because it really is. There's a new app right here in the UAE that is going to become the official digital platform for coronavirus tests in the UAE. This application was launched by the UAE health authorities and it's connecting UAE residents so that they can all help fight this pandemic. The application is called Al-Husun UAE. So that is A-L-H-O-S-N UAE. And it's going to alert all users if they came in close contact with a person who tested positive for this virus. It's also going to be helping health authorities learn about whether quarantine people are actually sticking to the isolation instructions or not. So if a person goes for a COVID-19 test, the app is also going to be helping inform all of us with the result. Now, this is very important because right here in the UAE, another application was launched that is called Trace COVID. Now, Trace COVID functions in a very similar way through Bluetooth. So it will actually uh, create an ID on your phone and on the person that you're standing next to uh, their phone too. So if you guys uh, come into close contact with one another, your Bluetooth IDs will be exchanged. No personal information will be shared, but this will help authorities track down who you have come into contact with. Now, this actually, uh, this application was launched by the Ministry of Health and Prevention and the Abu Dhabi Health Authority and Dubai Health Authority on the 25th of April. And it has become the official digital platform 
for all COVID-19 tests in the UAE. Now, what does this application do? It's combining two features that were available on two separate applications before, the Stay Home application and the Trace COVID application. But this time, every one of us will get a unique QR code that will allow us to go to public places and interact with others. The application will also make sure that you have full anonymity. So no one knows who you are except the authority itself. What's very interesting about this application is it has previously been implemented in China. Up until this point, any person in China that is moving on the moving around in the streets, going inside malls, going inside restaurants, they have an application that showcases a very unique QR code. The QR code will show if you have tested negative or if you have tested positive for COVID-19. If you've tested positive, you will not be allowed into any of those areas. If you're tested negative, you will be allowed into those areas, but you'll also be informed if you come into close contact with someone who has tested positive. All this is becoming possible through the Bluetooth technology uh, that has allowed uh, authorities right here in the UAE to make sure that they are putting a stop to the spread of this pandemic. Now, what has been very interesting is that this Bluetooth technology is informing us if we have come into close proximity with someone who has the virus without sharing our exact location. Now, this can only be done if everyone else has the app downloaded too. And this is is exactly why the authorities have been urging people to download this app and asking our friends and family to do so as well. So if you want to become a part of this fight against this pandemic, all you have to do is download one app that is called Al-Husun UAE. That is A-L-H-O-S-N UAE. This application is available on the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. So if you're an Android or an iPhone user, you will easily find this application. Once you download the app, it's going to ask you to enter your Emirates ID number and your mobile number. You will receive a one-time password on your phone, which you do need to enter to verify that this is your personal mobile number. The application is also going to ask you to provide access to your location and your Bluetooth service, which is needed to function this effectively. The Bluetooth is not going to take much of your uh, phone battery, but it is going to help you uh, make sure that it is running always in the background. The application will require your consent to share contact tracing data if you were, God forbid, to test positive for COVID-19. This means that uh, health authorities would be able to track down everyone you have come into close contact with to make sure that they are also self-quarantining. And that's all you need to do. I cannot believe that in the day and age that we live in, it takes one app to help us fight a pandemic. So make sure you download this application. I've tried it out myself and I have actually downloaded the other two applications that have been announced by health authorities, which are the Trace COVID and the Stay Home. But the best part about it is that this app combines both into one. Future Talk will be returning tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. Same timing. Until then, I hope that you are all staying safe during this Ramadan. I wish you a great iftar with your loved ones, whether it's whether you have a chance to spend time with them physically or even virtually. Virtual iftars have become highly popular nowadays, but make sure you also participate in our competition, the 1500 challenge. 
All you need to do is actually take a video of yourself doing any of your quarantine activities from baking to singing to dancing, practicing your instrument. Share it with us by tagging us on Instagram and get a chance to win 1,500 dirhams. Until tomorrow, we'll see you then. Have a great day and enjoy the rest of the Pulse95 shows. Afternoon Karak is coming up followed by Yalla Home. So keep Pulse95 locked and we'll see you next time. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.